Welcome everyone to the Cardano Effect Podcast, episode 89. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. The hosts of the Cardano Effect are Rick and myself, as usual, and we have a couple of very special guests joining us today. We're going to get right into the mix of things. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Share this video. Keep on supporting this podcast. We're growing, we're growing, and we're growing, and it's all thanks to you. So without further ado, none of what we say on this podcast is financial advice. Remember, you are your best financial advisor, and if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. Rick, it is Saturday afternoon. How are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? Hey, I'm doing great, Philippe. Uh, we got great springtime weather around here and uh, everybody's still kind of hunkered down with the COVID thing going on. So I would like to roll into giving a shout out to the Cardano Foundation for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you very much, Cardano Foundation. And also our guests here today are from the Cardano Foundation, from our sponsors. I would also like to remind viewers who are new to this podcast that... This podcast is available on all audio streaming platforms. So if you are working out or driving in your car and you would like to listen on audio, it's available to you. And a few weeks ago, we exceeded 50,000 unique downloads. So well done on that, Philippe. Well done. Yes. All right. So on to our guests. Thank you for joining us today. We have Mr. Henrik Pfeiffer. He's the General Secretary at the Cardano Foundation. And Tiago Sorodio, who is the Community Project Manager at the Cardano Foundation. Thank you for joining us today, gentlemen. And usually when we have our first podcast with a new guest, we'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself. And Henrik, if we could start with you, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're calling in from. How are you doing today, sir? Welcome. Hello. Thank you very much, Rick and Felipe, for having us here. It's great to be here. I'm dialing in from Zurich, our Zurich office, and um, yeah, happy to be on the podcast today. All right. Thank you. Appreciate being here. And uh, Tiago, how are you, sir? Very well. Thank you. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for inviting us to this podcast. It's a, an honor and a pleasure to be here. Even way before even thinking about you know being part of the Cardano Foundation, I was uh, following your podcast, so it's uh, really nice to be here. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. And as you guys know, we had a Reddit thread up because we got some great Redditors over here at the Cardano Effect. And we put the thread up and we reorganized the questions. The questions are now reorganized into a, a, a format for the presentation for our subject today, which is the incentivized uh, Cardano Ambassador Program. So thanks to our Reddit people, Orstech, Foxinator, Griff the Gray, Mr. Brinker, 59, thanks a lot for your Reddit questions. Plus, we have some other questions rolled in there as well. Philippe, would you like to get us started on what we're talking about today, sir? Yes, yes. So for everyone who is tuning in today, whether you are an ambassador or not, I think this is a must-watch episode because the Cardano Foundation represents the community. It represents the future growth of Cardano is going to be the ambassadors are going to have a large role in helping push this community forward. So whether you are an ambassador, whether you're not an ambassador, whether you want to become an ambassador, I think that everyone can learn a little bit about, they can take something from this episode and understand exactly where the project is moving forward. So just to clarify that the subject of this podcast is the phase two, the rewards program of the ambassador program. Rick and myself are ambassadors. We're content creator ambassadors. And Rick and I have been in this space, in the Cardano space, for quite some time. And we were actually here before the ambassador program even existed. So we've seen it from the genesis to what it is now. And it's very refreshing to see. 
And we have two great representatives to speak about what is going on with the ambassador program. So the first question, and any of you can take it, it is what is phase two? And first, I'd like you to describe what the ambassador program is, but what is phase two, the rewards program? What, how does it deal with ambassadors? What is phase two? What does rewards mean? And what value does it add? I'm, I'm happy to take this, Felipe. So I want to start with the ambassador program in general. I think it's good for, for people watching the podcast um, who, who don't necessarily know the ambassador program yet. So it was established um, end of 2018 by the Cardano Foundation. And we have a huge and really engaged community um, that adds strong value to the whole Cardano project, right? If we look at the period between the launch of the uh, ambassador program and today, it's it's just impressive to see the growth of the community and also how engaged the community is and the increase of the engagement over uh, the, the past months. But within the community, we also have individuals who are really going above and beyond uh, their their duties and contribute to the whole project. And it's such a material commitment um, that you can clearly say, hey, it's it's really much more than just being engaged in the community, right? And, and those individuals are, are seen as our key contributors in the community. So our ambassadors, uh, like we call them today. So like you, um, Felipe, and, and you, Rick, so really people who are opinion formers within the community, who really drive and, and guide the community from inside, um, who drive awareness and, and adoption of uh, Cardano and uh, shape the community behavior, which is important. Also come up with new ideas and, and ask questions and also ask critical or challenging questions, right? That's important for us to also get your feedback and uh, to, to be able to consider different perspectives from the community and from our ambassadors. So and for those key contributors within the community, those are the people for whom we created the ambassador program. And the purpose behind is that we want to create a strong link between all ecosystem partners and the ambassadors. And I think it's, I can describe it uh, that we want to ensure that we really have an open and uh, constructive dialogue with the ambassadors, which is um, mutually beneficial. And, and we can empower or want to empower the ambassadors, as you mentioned at the beginning. They, they are very important part of our community and important part of our project. And we want to support them in whatever they do, working on, on Cardano-related topics, right? And it's also important to have a regular feedback loop to get the feedback. Ambassadors are being involved in testing new ideas and in, in testing new products and to provide feedback, which then at the end we can consider for our work uh, internally at the foundation. And I think you can also say that it's a step forward with regards to decentralization of the whole ecosystem. And uh, that's how I want to would see the, the development since uh, the beginning um, or since the launch of the ambassador program. The current situation is that we have four ambassador roles. So we have the translator ambassadors who really promote Cardano by translating different content and making it accessible to, to people speaking different languages in, in, in different geographical regions. Then the second role are our uh, content creator um, ambassadors um, like, like you, who educate the community by creating content, 
who um, really transfer knowledge within the community and also uh, for, for external audiences and create any kind of content, be it interviews or, or writing articles or, or podcasts and so on, right? Then we have the meetup organizer ambassadors who really focus on, on bringing local communities together or, or people, bringing people together uh, locally that are interested in Cardano, having discussions, exchanges, um, and, and really also driving local education during those events and also promoting um, Cardano rights. The, the fourth role are the moderators. Moderator ambassadors keep our social channels informative. So they ensure that we have interesting discussions, that the community or the, the channel members get responses to their questions. Um, we have a good engagement and, and also ensure, which is important, that we have a respectful behavior within our channels, right? Uh, that's key to have this. And that's the basis uh, of the status um, let we can call it phase one or core module of the ambassador program. And we have been quite successful with the program. So we have more than 50 ambassadors globally. Um, and I think we have more than 100 applications received uh, since the launch of the program, which is really impressive to see. And now we have uh, recently launched the phase two. And I think um, the ambassadors and, and also we, uh, waited a long time for this. It was a long way, but um, especially uh, I want to highlight that, that Tiago and the whole team has really done a great job on this, especially during the past uh, past time. It was a lot of effort, but we were very excited that we could finally launch it now. And um, it's the next building block for the entire vision we have for our ambassador program and also for uh, our community strategy. So the idea behind it is that we want to reward uh, the, the material commitment um, of our ambassadors. Um, it's some kind of token of appreciation, recognition, also a motivational gesture uh, to our ambassadors. Um, the goal is to bring the ambassadors together to bring them to collaborate closer and also to strengthen their relationship to the Cardano Foundation and, and the other two ecosystem partners. And it's an important milestone for us. It's important to say that it's a pilot at the moment. We launched a pilot for the next two to three months, which will help us to also get feedback from the ambassadors to see, hey, can, is it really working with the ambassadors or can the ambassadors really work with the program, how we defined it? Or do we need to change something, make something more efficient uh, for our ambassadors? And it's also a good test for us internally to see if the processes we have designed internally are working on our side and are efficient. Um, the maintenance of the program is, is uh, intensive. It's also a cross-functional or cross-team effort to maintain the program. So it's a good test for ambassadors and also for us to see if it's working uh, like we developed it on, on paper. And if there need to be adjustments made, then uh, we're happy to, to have a look at this. And um, I mean, there's work ongoing in all directions currently in, uh, internally at the Cardano Foundation. And looking at the, into the future, I definitely 
convinced that we will also add additional modules to the current ambassador program and also add new roles for our ambassadors. I'm, I'm pretty sure that this will be the case. Um, so uh, as mentioned, our ambassadors and, and also the whole community is a key pillar of, of the Cardano project. And uh, the plan is to really come up step by step with additional modules to our uh, existing uh, program and also with new initiatives for the whole community. Well, thanks, Henrik. And I, you guys did a great job communicating it because uh, I, I saw the launch and it was all very well understood. And I think people were pretty receptive of it. I think you, I hope, I hope you got good feedback so far. So Tiago, did you want to add to that or do we want to roll on to the next question here, which kind of like relates to directly what Henrik was saying? Yeah, let's, let's move on because this uh, introduction was really spot on and it touches a bit on, um, yeah, on a lot that we're going to cover today. So yeah, let's move on. Yeah. And that was a great overview and that rolls into the next part, which is why is it important to launch phase two and how will it work? So now we're getting into the details. Well, it's important to launch phase two, uh, the rewards phase, uh, because it's high, it is uh, high time we formally acknowledge the efforts and contributions from our uh, ambassadors. Um, as Henrik mentioned, it's no secret that the launch of phase two has been in the works for quite some time now, but it went through many, several iterations, several internal audits, and even user testing. We tested it out back in December, um, and then we realized that we needed to, to apply some changes to the, um, to the initial phase two design. So much in the same way that basic academic research uh, was necessary to actually uh, you know, start committing to code the Cardano protocol, a lot, of, a lot of groundwork was also needed to launch phase two uh, to become future-proof. It was um, no trivial task uh, with many ambassadors, uh, you know, and dependencies down the road because we're going to increase in numbers. That's our projection. And basically, well, just like three uh, main components to how phase two will work. I'm not going to dive like really deep into the finer details that is on the website. And I'm sure that you guys will add all the relevant links to this podcast so that like, people can can uh, move forward and, and, um, and, and, and find these details and... Uh, potentially join the program, but I will, I'll explain the most important topics. So the three most um, important components are the application process, uh, the rewards calculation, and uh, the ambassador levels, I would say. So to apply as an ambassador, um, it's through uh, the cardano.org uh, website slash ambassadors, and anyone can nominate either themselves or another community member. Um, they're are a set of criteria, a very low barrier of entry. So we want to invite people to, to, to join us, but we do have criteria that people need to meet, to meet before they are eligible to become an ambassador. So for content creators, uh, they need to produce at least three pieces of Cardano exclusive content and publish it somewhere on the internet so that we can you know, check it out. So don't send in a PDF or a Word document. It needs to be on, on the internet. The meetup organizers need to uh, have done at least two meetups with a minimum of 10 people in the past three months to qualify. Um, the moderators is kind of a special situation because they are already in our channels. They need to be someone that uh, we as the community team already know and we trust so that when, you know, the world doesn't stop. There's a 24-hour uh, time zone all around the world. The social channels do not stop. So we need to be absolutely sure that these moderators are people that we can entrust our channels. So to become a moderator, first and foremost, you need to be very active uh, in our channels and, and prove yourself, so to speak. 
And finally, translators, they need to provide um, at least 3,000 3, words of translation of Cardano exclusive content. And likewise, it needs to be published somewhere on the internet. It, it can't be on our forum, for example, not, not, no problem. So the rewards, yeah, the ambassadors uh, will receive, once they are uh, um, nominated and accepted into the program, they will receive what we nicknamed uh, the proof of work sheet in honor to, you know, to proof of work. Uh, so this is a sheet where they will um, basically record all their production for uh, the current month. And internally, the community management team will uh, rate their work, sum it up, and then at the end of the month, we will ask the ambassador to generate um, an invoice. And after all that has been thoroughly reviewed, rewards are then issued to their uh, to their wallets. It is not a simple task, given that we have 52 ambassadors currently. It's going to be a challenge, but uh, I'm, we're absolutely confident that it's going to, to work out nicely. We have worked extremely hard to streamline the process as best as we can, while at the same time ensuring uh, rigor and auditability, which is a fundamental part of uh, the ambassador program and the Cardano Foundation. Excellent. Thanks. You know, I got to give a shout out to the moderators and the meetup organizers. As you know, as a content creator, I know to me, it feels like second nature, but the meetup organizer, moderators, moderators, you got to have a good, steady hand. You got to be thorough and and patient. Very patient. Yeah. Yep. And then with the meetup organizers, now now they got to practice that and social distancing. So good luck. (laughs) <laughs> good well, luck there's also guys. the possibility to do um, virtual meetups now, so that's a good thing as well. Nice. And it's been showing it's been shown to be very effective. I would argue maybe more effective than uh, offline, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Wow, cool! It's good to hear, Rick. It really gives you a a look at the scale of this project. For there to be 50 ambassadors going through this program, and you know they are going through phase two, and Cardano Foundation has to go through the rewards for each of these ambassadors. I mean, it's, that's gigantic. That's like a whole workforce that you're adding on to the foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, while, you know, they're not formally Cardano Foundation employees, but at the same time, they're integral to Cardano Foundation moving forward and the success of the project. So, yeah, kudos to you. Kudos yeah. to your whole team. Thank you. Thank you Yeah, very well much. done, guys, getting the launch. It seemed smooth. I thought it was very smooth. That was yes. smooth. Yes. I mean, it's good. So far, we received uh, very positive feedback and uh, also uh, many new applications uh, from people from the community who want to become ambassador. Great. It's great to see. You know, Rick and I, we we speak on and off camera and we can be critical at times. And we really didn't have anything hypercritical to say about the launch of phase two of the rewards program. And uh, Rick can attest to that, too. So that's yeah, those are our thoughts. It's yeah. great to hear. As I said, it's it's a pilot currently, and uh, we also want to get your feedback, right? If if you think something can be made more efficient, then uh, let us know. Uh, very happy to discuss this. Well, thank you. Sounds good. We will. All right. Next question for Tiago. What are the short-term goals of this particular phase, the pilot and the test the phase? pilot and test yes. period, yeah. Uh, well, in essence, uh, to get feedback and refine variables. Even the best uh, developers know how taking an apparently flawless and pristine code from a sandbox DevNet environment into an open testnet usually brings unexpected outcomes, bugs, and other fragilities. Uh, We're taking the same philosophy with the Ambassador program. So as mentioned uh, uh, before, we have 52 ambassadors, and we expect this number to grow. Uh, There are immeasurable internal processes (laughs) to be put into action, several hundreds 
hundred of individual pieces of work to be reviewed each month, payments to be sent out in a duly manner. We need to test all these parameters as well as collect feedback for the, for, for the most effective, effective people, which are our ambassadors, right? So once we all agree that phase two is a solid design, then uh, it will not change significantly for um, a foreseeable future. But yeah, this pilot is all about let's throw it out there. Let's see how, how it works. Let's, uh, if needed, let's go back to the drawing board and refine and tweak and make it better. Okay. Yeah, cool. And I got to give you guys a shout out for that one because payments in ADA. <laughs> well done. Well done, guys. <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you, Tiago. Our, our next one here we had, how, how will you deal if ambassadors increase their output to qualify mm -hmm. for higher rewards. So someone says, oh, you know, I, I, I usually do this much work, but I'm going to ramp up how much work I output. How are you going to deal with that? Well, that is a great question and one that made me sit down and think hard on some sort of anti-spam mechanism. And that is actually how the idea for the, the three ambassador levels actually popped up. So, yeah, to, to, to avoid that, because, I mean... Yeah, when there's there's incentives, uh, um, human nature changes and people change. Uh, it's natural. It's uh, it's human nature. But so we imp we implemented the rewards cap for each role per month. This alone should d deter anyone trying to game the system for the sake of financial gain. To compensate for the cap, uh, the level system was created to allow ambassadors to earn more as time goes on. So level one, uh, what we nicknamed the Al Quarizmi ambassador. Uh, the cap is three hundred uh, dollars per month, right? Then level two, uh, Mirza Khani ambassador. The cap is four hundred and fifty dollars per month, and level three, the touring ambassador is able to earn up to six hundred dollars per month. Now, let me be absolutely clear that every ambassador starts at level one. Okay, everyone starts in equal grounds. Every quarter per year, we will send out a call for nominations. And four ambassadors will be promoted to level two and four ambassadors from level two to level three. So this will happen every quarter of the year. Now, it's really important to note that we are not necessarily aiming for vast volumes of work by ambassadors. Okay, We are aiming for a healthy environment where everyone is able to contribute as little or as much as they like at their own pace, pleasure and time. Ambassadors, first and foremost, represent the vision and ethos of the Cardano Foundation wishes to promote. Uh, those who best achieve this will be able to unlock the possibility to receive more rewards if, if they so wish to. You know? So re so really, um, sh we should think about this as a an anti-spam mechanism. We're not looking to spam the internet with redundant Cardano content. That is what other programs are experiencing as a side effect of the design. Because, yes, we did go out and look into various other um, ambassador programs from the cryptosphere and outside the cryptosphere. And, uh, yeah, so rather we, we, we want to promote those who really zoom into the vision and the mission to drive adoption, shape legislation and commercial standards, um, to grow the Cardano community like you guys are doing with this podcast, and to, do, to some degree also ensure stakeholder accountability and facilitating partnerships. Now, obviously, um, this is not the, the primary mandate of the ambassadors, not even a mandate, but ambassadors will be key elements to make this happen across our ecosystem. Um, ultimately, we envision our ambassadors to 
the prime participant uh, participant to make the Cardano protocol come to life in society. Wow, you guys put a lot of thought into that. I'm I'm glad to see that you put all those considerations and learn from other cryptocurrency projects. Absolutely, that's I, fantastic. I, absolutely. Fantastic. Nice work. It looks like uh, we had a couple more of the Reddit questions rolled in there, which was number five and six. Why is it important to introduce tiers for content creators? And what is mm-hmm. the rationale behind? You already got that covered, didn't you? In that in that last section. Well, no, there's two. There's tiers for ambassadors. And within the content creator uh, ambassador role, there are three tiers of content um, reward levels. Okay. okay. So so let me explain. This, this is, this is a, t- a difficult topic, which we had very long, long, long discussions. So not all content is created uh, equal. Okay, to start to start uh, off with, what is quality, okay? How do you define it? Uh, entire uh, philosophy books have been written on the subject, and in particularly one which I read and was like mind-blown, which is Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance by Robert M. Percy, um, which ultimately drove him to insanity uh, trying to do so. And this is a real-life storybook, uh, he went. He went completely mad trying to define what quality is. I highly recommend that book. But quality can be both quantitative and qualitative, and that's the problem here. It depends on the subject at hand. Uh, in some cultures, something may be deemed as high quality, while in others, it's low quality. Right? It's a bit like the notion of value. Where does the value of ADA come from? It comes from people agreeing or disagreeing on its worth. Okay, I'm sidetracking here, but I hope to to, to make it to, oh, to it's good. the logic. Right? It's good. Please continue. Usually when something is of high quality, it's supposed to be worth more, right? So let's say that you get into the Louvre and you take the Mona Lisa out and you take it really into the deep Amazonian jungle and you give it as a present to the tribe leader. He will very likely thank you very much for the wood and the screen that will feed the fire that cooks his dinner. Right, because to him the Mona Lisa is not one of the masterpieces of the Italian uh, Renaissance. It is a source of energy, which to him is much more valuable than hanging it hanging it up on a wall to look at. Right. So of course this was a caricature, but it's an example of how difficult it is to pinpoint exactly what quality is uh, and what has intrinsic value or not. So we've seen content that Cardano content that is extremely that was extremely easy and quick to produce that made a massive positive contribution to the community. Others took a lot of time and effort um, to create other types of content, but it was of particular interest to a subset of the community, like, for example, you know, really high level or you know, deep technical uh, guides for developers. Who is to say which is worth more or less, right? Uh, what is, uh, would it be fair to rate all content at the same rate? We don't think so. So we opted not to try to judge quality as it is it is so subjective, rather assess the effort made into the production of that content, uh, the accuracy and the relevancy of, um, of each piece. So we created the three tiers in an effort to motivate our ambassadors to strive for the highest reward level, of course. Right? Having said this, we are not entirely satisfied with our current criteria. We hope to involve our ambassadors to brainstorm with us, to provide suggestions on how we can improve upon it. Uh, we will be having several AMAs or roundtables um, where we can openly discuss the topic and hopefully find a better a better solution. Thanks for I, that I hope, very I hope thorough that, definition. I hope yeah. that made sense. I don't know. No, Sometimes I, I say things that make sense in my, my head, and I hope that I conveyed the, the message that... Um, 
um, yeah, we are going to subjectively judge content on objective uh, return on on investment to the community, which is a bit difficult, but yeah, we will get there. I think you explained it extremely well. That way, people won't. That way, people won't cry foul or say no fair. I made I made ten videos that were blah blah blah, and that guy made one video. I know what you mean. I think you made your point very well. You're good. Yeah, it might sound a bit complex uh, when you hear it or read it the first time, right? But uh, a lot of effort has gone into this topic, and we also thought about uh, different alternatives or scenarios, uh, what can happen and and what what shouldn't happen. So I think we're on a good way with the proposal um, that um, the team agreed on, and we think we're going into the right direction. But that's why we have the pilot for, right? To get the feedback and then also see um, if, if the ambassadors are the same opinion or if have any, any other uh, topics that mm-hmm. we need to discuss. No, I completely understand. Plus, when you come up with a new program, uh, I think you took into account that you the floodgates open and a lot more people are going to want to join, which I think is great. I mean, that's why you incentivize something. And then at some point, you got to filter it out. You got to have standards. You got to have what does quality look like? You know, how does it impact? I think it was a, a pretty thoughtful. And again, it's an experiment because you never know how something's going to work until you do it. So we're going to learn by doing and then we're going to figure out what's going to be better later on. It's a fine line to cross. I mean... At the beginning of this podcast, I was saying that Rick and I have been part of the project from before we even knew about the ambassador program or before the genesis of the ambassador program. So introducing rewards, of course, you're going to have increased content and you don't want the project coming off as more of like a shill. And there's a lot of that in the crypto sphere. And it's important to distinguish between quality versus quantity, even though that could be subjective. So I think that tiered system for content creation, which is at the forefront of promotion for crypto projects in the, to start off with, I, I think that's a great addition that you did. Yeah. Thank you. Plus, what was the word Cardano specific or Cardano, um, Cardano centric? It's Cardano related, though. It's not like I can just do a subject on anything I want and then throw in the word Cardano, and yeah, then exactly. oh look, it's got yeah. oh look Cardano. <laughs> yeah, it, do, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be exclusive Cardano, obviously. Yeah. But within reason, obviously, people can are welcome to to create content that uh, compares projects, um, hopefully to and you know uh, provoke more more thought uh, in, in, and offer insight into what can be improved on. But yeah, basically, like you said, you're not going to add in a little paragraph about Cardano on uh, one thousand five hundred word piece and then expect that to be you know uh, eligible for awards no it's really about educating our community and our non-community uh, about what cardano mm-hmm. is so it's important to to maintain it uh, cardano centric so to speak yep yeah understood good. all right so the sixth question we have here is what is the rationale behind ambassadorship levels tiago right so as um we briefly touched before the ambassador level is a way to further promote who we consider to be the best representing ambassadors uh, in their journey to promote Cardano Foundation's mission and the Cardano project protocol. We recognize that despite having their primary role, some of our best ambassadors ha- do far more than that. Many content creators are also wonderful moderators. Uh, rockstar translators uh, are also great meetup organizers. Uh, some even perform three roles consistently month after month. month. 
So we thought it would be terribly demotivating if these efforts were not rewarded too, right? Because as soon as you introduce monetary rewards, I mean, if I'm doing all of these roles and I'm not getting uh, rewarded, then uh, naturally, if the other guy's making you know tomato out of doing that and I'm not, then okay, let him do it then. So we didn't want to create that sort of an, an environment, that demotivating sort of environment, quite on the contrary. Let me really state that the ambassador levels has nothing to do with with work volume. It has nothing to do with personality. It has nothing to do with seniority. And it certainly has uh, is not about uh, ha- achieving a higher social status. Okay, It is an extra step to motivate upcoming ambassadors uh, to strive to do better, to represent uh, the Cardano project by having concrete examples of, of who uh, to follow, right? Who we consider to be doing an exceptional job. So upcoming uh, ambassadors and community members uh, who look at level two ambassadors or level three ambassadors, they will know uh, who who to look for advice or who to uh, mimic or, you know, what, what are these guys doing differently from other guys? Uh, and hopefully this will create um, a, a positive feedback loop into creating better and better ambassadors. Yeah, that's very thoughtful. That was very thoughtful. I was thinking of that too, was how's this going to work? But you're going to show them what good looks like. Exactly. That's precisely the case. Brilliant. And again, it has nothing to do with uh, um, people working 80 hours uh, a week and and trying to to you know increase their level. It has nothing to do with that. It's, it's the people who best represent what we are trying to achieve. Uh, they get promoted. Uh, so that others can, you know, can really understand what we're trying to achieve. Awesome. Eventually, you're going to have thousands and thousands of ambassadors, <laughs> millions of ambassadors. <laughs> All right, Philippe, you want to get the next one? All right. So this is a question for Henrik. Will there be any backdated rewards? Thank you very much. That's an important topic to talk about. And we also received some similar questions um, since we've launched the the phase two. And it's a valid question, right? Uh, I would ask the same question as an ambassador. And um, this topic has also come up at a very early stage when we started to design uh, the the phase two. On the one hand, uh, we really wanted to ensure that both the existing ambassadors and newly appointed ambassadors stand on equal grounds, right? So we also have certain criteria now for the phase two that need to be met. Um, So we really wanted to um, have current ambassadors and and newly appointed ambassadors to start uh, on on, or stand on the same ground. And on the other hand, if you launch a new program of this scope, and especially if there are rewards included in this program, you also need to draw a clear line. Otherwise, it's very, very hard to get things up and running. So we had to take two decisions during the last steps or the last miles of the program design. So first was the the launch date itself, which we said, okay, it's beginning of May. And having said this, the second decision uh, that, that we then took was that the launch date is also some kind of cutoff date. So contributions or commitments from our ambassadors from this day onwards will fall under the reward phase. But previous contributions from under, uh, from the ambassadors will not. 
So that's, that's the answer to the question. But to be very clear, right? Um, there's so much, uh, valuable contribution being, um, from, from the ambassadors and, uh, it does no way mean that we don't appreciate it. It's quite the contrary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to st- you had to establish a starting port and say, "Here's where we start from, exactly. and then we move forward from here." Okay, well, you got the program launched, so yay, woo! <laughs> <laughs> you got it launched. You got it launched. All right. So that was uh, will, will there be any backdated rewards? The next one was uh, how how does the ambassador level promotion work? Can ambassadors start at level two or level three? Uh, yeah, the, the straight answer is uh, no, all ambassadors start at level one. And precisely for the same reasons that Hinrik uh, just mentioned, everyone starts at the same level, so everyone stands on equal grounds. To be promoted works much in the same way as the initial nomination to become an ambassador to begin with. Every quarter of the year, we will send out a call for promotions inside the ambassador Slack. Uh, someone or yourself as an ambassador um, need to nominate someone who will be asked to provide links to the work done for their secondary role. So basically, the level two will be, will allow you to earn from a secondary role. So let's say that you are a translator, but you are also a, um, a content creator. In, with level two, and you you are a translator to begin with, uh, in level two, you will be able to start earning rewards for uh, the content that you create. And the same goes for level three. You will be able to earn from a third category of roles. Uh, the call for promotion will happen. The first one will happen uh, next month of June. And again, quantity is not a factor. Uh, being an ambassador is not a full-time job. The vast majority of our ambassadors hold regular jobs. They have families and their time is valuable. We will promote those who we feel that best represent Cardano Foundation's mission and ethical standards, uh, those who show altruism and open cooperation rather than protagonism and competition. It's, it's essentially a non-quantitative quantitative evaluation, rather a qualitative assessment uh, by the entire community management team. And we get together, we uh, review the candidates and we reach a consensus. And that is how you're able to advance in levels. Okay, okay. thank you. You guys seem to have thought this out very thoroughly. Very thorough. Now you start to understand why it took so long. <laughs> yep. Now it's all making sense now. <laughs> so next question is, which ambassador skills do you need the most? We talked a little bit about the categories already. So is there one that you're leaning towards more than the others? Ambassador skills. Um, well, by skills, well, those with language skills. Those uh, from different professionals, different backgrounds, uh, different countries that we don't have a direct reach yet. Uh, ambassadors are an extension to the Cardano uh, project in the field, uh, on online, offline. Um, and it's essential to implement new use cases that they, they foresee. Uh, Cardano is a humanitarian and societal technology. Our ambassadors play a role in making sure that it's put in the hands of the right people. So... As uh, the wider the, the, the diversity, the better. Okay, so we're not looking for specific skills. We are, we, we are all inclusive. We want as many as possible because uh, the more diverse you have, the more interesting new use cases and potentials uh, you will be able to find. We hope to attract people with uh, a vision, with passion, and even entre- entrepreneurial uh, proactiveness that they use their ambassador status not only to receive rewards, but to be recognized as an industry thought leader. 
this can be the catalyst to you know to achieving incredibly new potential things, so to speak, to implement society, uh, Cardano in society through uh, the ambassadors' network of, of connections. Ambassadors can reach at an individual level what we at the Cardano Foundation cannot. So we invite all our ambassadors to brainstorm on uh, on the incredible contributions they can provide to our ecosystem. So to wrap it up, we're not looking for any particular skills. We're looking for the widest variety possible. Someone's going to surprise us with their creativity. That's what's going to well, happen. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> we are going to be surprised. We're going, I've someone seen has- it before. I've seen it before uh, several times. And um, yeah, Cardano is just on a diff- completely different league. And when we have Gogan and uh, that's, it's just going to be amazing what's going to be created. I'm absolutely sure. Awesome. Okay, so we've got the skills. So how would how would you measure? We, we kind of touched on this. I was reviewing the question. That last question was from me, by the way. And uh, the next one is, how will you measure the quality of effort and demand to determine the value added for each ambassador contribution? Now, you already kind of touched on that, but is there anything else you would like to add to that, Tiago? Yeah, sure, because this is, this is something that needs to be talked about. Uh, the ambassadors and the community need to hear it, and uh, hopefully this will... Um stir up conversation, debate, and, and, and brainstorming. So, yeah, happy to, to address this again. We, uh, um, so, again, we opted not to, 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 to use the name quality in our assessments, as I explained before, um, not even in regards to individual production, but globally. How can we measure um, a, uh, an in-depth, long-read article against a well-prepared, produced, and pro- post-produced podcast, right? How can we put how can we possibly be able to, to, to measure that? How do we measure a, a, a translation against a meetup uh, so that the rewards are fair? Uh, this is incredibly difficult. Uh, and then the more criteria that we try to add, the less liberty the ambassadors have to express themselves. And we don't want to be the, uh, the limiting factor. So having said that, uh, we do have criteria for eligibility, of course, you know, really Quickly, translators uh, receive a fixed reward of two cents a word. Uh, meetup organizers are rewarded for um, setting up an event, for providing uh, visual feedback like pictures and videos, short interviews, stuff like that, and a written recap on the forum, plus $1 per attendee. And they also get to receive some swag to distribute at the event. Um, moderators, uh, and we also uh, we also added the the possibility to create uh, virtual meetups, um, which the this whole unfortunate COVID situation um, happened, right? So yeah, we had anyway. to adapt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moderators receive a flat rate for uh, um, being there on uh, one of our major social channels, um, and that is a flat rate of a hundred dollars per channel. Content creation, again, admittedly, uh, the hardest role to rate to qualitatively quantify, so to speak. It's hard. Uh, We have set in place a three-tier system and we will be testing during this uh, pilot phase. And again, like I said before, um, okay, so we will evaluate content based on our empirical experience in audiovisual. So Tommy, for example, is a great uh, video editor. I'm an audio engineer as well. So I've done hundreds of hundreds of hours of audio production. Um, I've also written content and we will try to measure it in terms of projected man hours rather than quality or quantity, right? We will judge by the ROI it can provide to the community. Uh, some content may have uh, little time investment but provide incredible value to the community while others may be very long pieces of content that provide very little and were very easy to produce. So. 
Um, as mentioned, this is a pilot period and we will work alongside the ambassadors to improve upon this model. All right. Well, thanks for going into the great level of detail. After this podcast, people are going to have a much better understanding if they haven't had already, but new viewers, new viewers are going to see this and it'll help them get involved. And we'll get the links down below, like you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Next question. So this is a financial question. So how will ambassadors receive rewards? Second part of this question is, is will these rewards be sent to ADA? And then the final question, if so, whose wallet will they be coming from? Um, that's that's a good question. Sounds simple. I mean, uh, Rick, you already uh, mentioned earlier that uh, the rewards will be in ADA. And uh, it is the case. So rewards will be in ADA. And those rewards will come from the ADA assets the Cardano Foundation is holding. So um, also to add some transparency here, um, Bakit already published a note on this, uh, I think it was last week. We recently transferred some part of our ADA holdings to a new wallet, which is fully under the control of the Cardano Foundation, and from which we can operationally do those transactions in a very secure and also in a regulated environment. So that also allows us to have the proper documentation of the transactions internally, uh, which is definitely required, right? So current status is yes, rewards in ADA. They will come from the ADA um, assets the Cardano Foundation is holding. And this might change in the future. Or we might adjust this if this is required, if there are any new uh, requirements uh, from, from external that we need to meet. But in those cases, we will definitely inform the ambassadors in time uh, before. I have a quick follow-up question. Sure. How sustainable is this long-term? I mean, we have 50 ambassadors now. You said you received 100 applications. Let's project 6, 12 months in the future. And let's say the, the price of ADA still stays depressed. Is there, is there a way for the funds that are supposed to be allocated to ambassadors to maintain a certain level of sustainability that it can function independently of Cardano Foundation just having to tap into their main wallet all the time in order to feed it? Um, so we have a very detailed budget planning for the whole program developed, and we also included different possible scenarios for this. So I think we're on a good way to make this really uh, to a sustainable solution like it is planned right now. Okay. Okay. Sounds okay. good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that you're that you're doing the payments in native. I, uh, I just want to let you know as a pool operator, there's people who are going to count your pockets. They're going to say, how much ADA do they have this month and how much ADA do you have next month? And they're going to kind of like start tallying them. How much are they paying the uh, the uh, ambassadors, right? Someone's going to like figure it out and they're going to, it's just, that's just what people are going to do. I know. I've had a few <laughs> people pay me and say, you know, as a pool operator, you're making blah. I say, yeah, it's on a blockchain. <laughs> That's how blockchains work. Yeah. So you'll have people counting your pockets and trying to figure that out. Maybe you can figure out a shell game, try to hide it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one is, uh, what are the criteria? Well, that was a three-part question. Was the rewards in ADA? If so, the wallet will, which wallet will they be coming from? Of course, Cardano Foundation, because you'd have to have control of the private keys. All right. The next question was, um, what are the criteria for accepting and declining an ambassador, nominee, or application. So how do you accept or decline uh, when somebody applies? Should I take this one? Mm -hmm. Okay, so ideally, ambassadors or um, 
you know, potential ambassadors are active and known community members um, who are nominated due to their positive participation and established contributions. Okay, but that may not always be the case. Some people are just not fond of social media. Um, while still supporting the project and provide value to the community. Not everyone likes Telegram or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever. So in the nomination form, uh, which is on the cardano.org um, slash ambassador, uh, there's a, a button to nominate. You click on the button and you will have a couple of uh, questions to answer. Um, and we will ask, for example, of uh, content, translations, and meetup events, uh, like, like I uh, detailed before. Moderators are easier to flag because uh, when I say flag, I mean, you know, uh, you know just, we know who they are because they already actively participate in our channels. Uh, we would never accept an, a moderator to, to, you know, to uh, be ad, uh, an admin on one of our channels if we don't know them really, really well and have already a direct relationship with them. So what happens is once a month, the entire community team uh, gets together and we review every single application. If people um, filled out all the form properly, if they provided the necessary uh, links and, and if they qualify uh, the criteria. And once we have you know a short list of these people, uh, we openly debate uh, until we, re uh, re we reach a consensus. So it's a team-wide effort. And that is because we want to, you know, be as, again, it's, it's a bit difficult to use the word decentralized because it's not right now, but um, it's not up to one or two or three people. It's the entire team that gets together. And we, we uh, so did you read that article? What did you think about that translation? Um, uh, you know, we, do we know this person? Are they on our channel? Are they on the forum? So we go through this whole process. Um, uh, and then, yeah, we've never... Uh, up to now, we've never had a disagreement. We did, we've never had to vote, you know, to, you know, I don't agree. No, we, we usually uh, are in consensus of who we believe are is a good candidate to be a, an ambassador. So that's that's how it, it, it's processed. Okay, good. So you have criteria and you have a board and you get together. Good. And you review it. Yeah, nice. yeah absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the, the criteria is on the website. Um, you can, you know, just go over there and just look at it and, yeah. It's a pretty low tier, um, low barrier of entry. That's that's how uh, we define it. But at the same time, you will be you will you will need to be able to exceed, well, achieve that uh, criteria to be able to be eligible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's a low barrier because you accepted mine. Philippe, <laughs> 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 I can understand, but mine, I'm like, okay, we'll see what happens. Philippe, <laughs> you want to get the last one? Yes, yes. The last one is, um, well, we have one more after that. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, so how is the process and regulation, how is the process and regulation impacting the daily life of developing new programs with the community? What are the challenges? So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this question also taps into, I mean, phase two is all about rewards. I'm sure you had to clear a lot of legal loopholes and, I mean, not legal loopholes, but legal situations and make sure that distributing money to people all over the world or distributing rewards has to be done following the laws of certain jurisdictions or um, I don't know if you want to touch in to how difficult that process was. Yeah, I like the question a lot. Um, I mean, if we work on new projects, it's um, one of my focus areas to ensure that we have the right uh, processes in place and, and also the most efficient uh, processes and uh, ensure that they are 
really compliant with the, the requirements we have internally and externally, right? And I mean, launching such a program like phase two with the scope um, we have right now and also with the rewards included seems uh, like perhaps to, to some people like it can be done quite easily, right? But the more you dive into the details, um, the more questions can come up that you need to consider. So the devil is uh, definitely in the detail, right? Um, especially if you define processes. So for example, for the phase two, we had internal processes and external. So we need to ensure efficiency on both sides and um, also that the maintenance of the program internally is, is working. Uh, with the resources we have right now in the most efficient way, right? It's uh, I mentioned earlier, it's a cross-team uh, work, um, the maintenance of the program. So um, people within the foundation need to know um, how it's really working, what they need to do, how this relates to work uh, that, that other people are doing, right? It's also questions like what kind of documentation do you need, especially if financial aspects are involved. And uh, for the external uh, side, for, for you, for you, the ambassadors, um, it's also important that we have efficient processes. So um, it's, it's also relevant to highlight in this context that the Cardano Foundation is, is, is a Swiss entity, right? Uh, so we're being supervised by the Swiss authorities and also audited by, by external auditors. Uh, which is the normal procedure here, right? It's it's nothing to worry about. It it's normal here in Switzerland. So I always say to the team that uh, we need to work on those topics in a way that, in case someone comes and and asks us what we're doing or or how we're doing things, that we have proper documentation and processes in place, right? That's absolutely key for me. I don't want to have any audit issue or something like this because we haven't thought through a process um, in in the right way or. Uh, so I'm coming from an environment also that is probably one of the most regulated ones to work in. And it's not about creating uh, bureaucracy or creating processes or, or SOPs or something like this. It's just um, we, we need to ensure there are certain rules that we need to meet internally and externally. And it's the only way that the foundation can sustainably successful also with what it's doing with the programs we're launching. And um, also it's important for the whole Cardano project that uh, we, we work the way we're currently working, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes, uh, processes, regulations are having impact on, on what we're doing, especially uh, for topics uh, that have a bigger scope. But we always have a holistic view on the new topics or new projects, including different views from from operational side um, and, and all the different areas, and try to really solve it in the most efficient way, both for us internally and and for the community external. Okay. All right. Well, it's good to hear that you have the processes in place because I think you know accountability in crypto is good, and it sounds like it's the it's a very professional operation. So. And that's reassuring. It's reassuring. You know, crypto has been pretty reckless over the last 10 years up, you know, <laughs> up until you know, probably 2017. But it's really starting to look more professional as time goes on. So well done. We got our last question, Philippe. We're on the yes. last one. And we're yes. going to wrap it up. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So last one here was, how will the roles of ambassadors evolve as the project progresses 
as we move towards decentralization, how will that evolve? This is up in the air for anyone. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I want to answer that question <laughs> because that would be revealing some ideas that we have. And uh, that would be like spilling the beans. Definitely, we. this is phase two. And it took us a long time to get here. And for reasons that I hope that you guys and the community can appreciate. And all I can say is that um, it's a good new beginning for great things to come. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. Fair. And, you know, some things are what some things are better off centralized especially at the beginning when it's but let me, just sorry being born let me just add let me just add yeah. to this that um keywords here are um self-governance decentralization yeah and i'll leave it at that okay okay and okay. It'll, it'll get there it's gonna start off centralized and then, yeah sounds good sounds good okay. i think hard we, one. yes i think we wrapped up all of our questions and uh we want to thank all the reddit users for leaving wonderful questions and rick what do you think? I mean, I think we hit all the main points for the Phase Two Ambassador Program. We did. I, we did. I think uh, we'll get the we'll get the links down below so that people can follow the links and read the criteria, fill out the application if they believe they meet the criteria, and get a look. You know, get looked at. And uh, hopefully, we inspire a lot more um, young and creative people to get involved and get engaged in the Ambassador Program and get some really great content, translation, moderators, all that kind of stuff. You know, new creative material in multiple languages. There's a lot of English language material out there. So maybe you know, and some in Japanese, although I don't understand Japanese, but get some stuff out there in Spanish, French. You know, that would be great. Any language, you know. But yeah. Oh, definitely. I think we covered it all, man. I think I think people will get something out of this episode. They'll get a better understanding, and they'll they'll know which direction to go. Sound good? Agreed. 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 So, Tiago, Henrik, we want to we want to thank you for jumping on the Cardano Effect podcast. It is a Saturday. We are recording this. It's supposed to be released early next week. And thank you for taking the time to come on our program. You're welcome anytime. The, the last words are for you. Do you have any last words for the listeners and viewers of the Cardano Effect? So first of all, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here. And I mean, this will become probably the most important year for the Cardano Foundation this year. Um, we're really looking forward to an exciting time this year and um, really thank our community and our ambassadors for the great support and uh, you're part of the, the Cardano team. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, likewise, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Um, the, Car the Cardano community is growing. Um, we're seeing that every day. And as Henrik mentioned, uh, this is a big year, not only for Cardano Foundation, but for the Cardano protocol as well. It's, it's going to be an incredible ride from here forward. And I'm excited to, um, to see things unfold. And once again, thank you very much for having me. All right, okay. thank you for on the program. All right, and until the next episode of the Cardano Effect. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.